Welcome to the Supply Chain Ambassador Podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, helping you navigate the world of supply chain in a fun and engaging way. Today's guest is Danielle. Danielle is the Manager of Procurement Analysis and Reporting with National Resources Canada. She has 16 years of Government of Canada experience, working her way from a CR4 to a PG6. Prior to joining the Government of Canada, she managed the front office for a local independent hotel where she thoroughly enjoyed meeting travelers from around the world and connecting with them with various tourist experiences throughout the National Capital Region. She is the proud mom of two teenage humans and she volunteers with a local dog rescue. Welcome, Danielle. Good morning, Bruno. How are you? I am doing very well. I can imagine all the people around the world you got to meet <laughs> working in a hotel, and which is why speaking with you today, I get to learn from your experience. So can you share with us a bit of your journey and how you got to your position? Give us more context, please. Oh, it was quite the journey, Bruno. Started as a CR before many years ago in a procurement liaison function with the Canada Border Services. So I was in the IT resource management team and I was literally drafting task authorizations and creating purchase requisitions that would then be packaged with SRCLs and sent over to the procurement processing team to issue these big TAs against huge contracts that uh, CRE and PSPC had in place. And these were legacy contracts. So from there, moved up to a PM2 in a major crown project and quickly discovered I did not enjoy working in major crown projects, but I was writing the statement of work and evaluation criteria for the project team. I went on maternity leave, and while I was on maternity leave, my position was cut. There was a deficit review action that would drop, and my position was cut while I was on maternity leave. So my boss called me up, and she said, there's a position for you in procurement. And because you have all of this procurement experience, the procurement team would love to have you when you come back from maternity leave. So I found myself in, six months later in the procurement team at the CBSA and reclassified to a PG2 and haven't looked back, just moved my way up. So from there, I did the rungs. It went from the PG2 to the four. There was no three there back then. So there was no PG3 position. Successful in a PG5 competition and made my way over to PSPC. So I was at PSPC for three years, managing the task and solution professional services supplier arrangement and the acting manager for the temporary help services supplier arrangement for a bit of time. And um, a friend reached out to me and said that Natural Resources Canada was looking for someone to help train procurement officers and do post-audit quality assurance file reviews and reporting. So I went, took a lateral to go over to NRCAN in 2016 in procurement policy. And I worked in policy there and I worked in operations there and I was the acting manager for operations. And from there, I went to the Administrative Tribunal Support Service, which is a micro-organization, as a PG6 and learned so much there in a micro-organization. It's very flat. So I had a lot of touch time with the CFO, with the DCFO, with 
the deputy head. It was an amazing experience. Learned a lot of the finance stuff that as PGs, we don't normally get exposure to. But because it was a small organization, a lot of a lot of discussion on the budget and on planning and on developing that side of my my career. And then the position opened up at NRCAN as the manager of procurement policy. And I truly love the mandate of NRCAN. So it was hard to leave the ATSSC and the small procurement team that I grew there, but I had I couldn't turn it down. I am passionate about the mandate of NRCAN. So I went back and have been in the thick of it there ever since. It's quite busy here. So we we work hard and there's a big team here, but happy to help support them and grow their knowledge and help them move forward in their own careers. Wow. Oh, what a journey. And I had a similar experience with working in that small group. So I went from ESDC or like 20 or so procurement officers to D&D where you would think it's a large group, but I really worked in a team of three and I think we got to right now we're up to five, but yeah, having that small team, you really have that interface with CSOs, with budget planners, with project managers, and it's really a well-rounded experience. So I echo that. What would you say you love about your work? Uh, a couple of things that I love about my work. I love experimenting and being allowed the bandwidth to try new things and push the envelope to about as far as the corner of the box, right? That we can push it because procurement is still very black and white, but I love being able and being encouraged to be agile in the approaches that we take and training. I adore training new buyers and helping them make connections between the statement of work, the evaluation criteria, and that light in their eyes when they get it, when it clicks and they understand. I think that's phenomenal and so rewarding for myself. That's what I love. Wow. <laughs> Are there any common misconceptions about what you do? The one thing I've faced, I think, in my entire career is that from the client's perspective, they feel procurement is a help desk. And they're going to pick up the phone and procurement is going to have the solution immediately and a contract in place the next day for them, uh, which is simply not true. What? So, it's not? I know. My goodness. I simply have that TSPS $3.75 million contract on a shelf waiting just for you. Uh, no. So it's trying to change the mindset and have the client have a growth mindset. And being sure that they understand that I am their partner and that we're going to work together to get them to the product. We'll get you there, but it's about that relationship and relationship building and getting the customer to the product in the end, but that we simply don't have that contract on a shelf right away for them. So what challenges would you say you have faced and have you overcome them? Challenges personally in the federal public service. Apart from explaining the bureaucratic process of procurement and overcoming that with the client and explaining that there's this giant web of rules and we have to make the connections, connect the dots between where, where the box stops and where the rules start and where we can play within the gray space and where we can't. And just 
trial and error in some things, right? Nobody wants a failed procurement, but there are those failed procurements that happen and you don't get there without trying some new things. Um, So that's more professionally, but personally, I think not having a university degree or a college diploma has been a huge challenge in my own career in obtaining leadership roles and having to work twice as hard to demonstrate that I do have the knowledge and the capacity to do the work. It's been a challenge for me to overcome. And there really is no overcoming. I can't just go back to university tomorrow and undertake a five-year degree. So just being with the right management team, I think, too, and the management team that supports you and finding those necessary supports And those people that come into your life and recognize that, wow, this person can do the job and we're going to take that chance. So, yeah, having the right supportive team is so key. And I've been fortunate enough to have very supportive managers in my lifetime. So I never take that for granted. You can't take that for granted because I've had both. And having right now, I have the most supportive executive team at ATSSC as well. It was incredible there to move in in advance in my career and have people recognize that is it's good boost for the morale too. So are there any new exciting projects that you're working on? I'm working on developing video training modules for clients on how to write a statement of work and how to prepare an evaluation criteria. So I'm working on writing scripts. I think right now in this age of technology, there are so many things we can do to capture the client's time and attention. People don't read anymore. They don't have time to read. And I think that's a product of the last 10 years of social media, but I think the pandemic really brought it to the forefront where people don't want to take the time anymore. You have instant cart, like your groceries are delivered at your door right away. You've got instant access to people through teams. Like we've really seen a big paradigm shift here. And so I think if I want to be able to capture the clients, the business owners interest, I'm going to create videos for them to be able to watch on how to develop these critical tools to get their procurement. I'm happy to work on that. That really sounds very exciting. As a guy who spends his time on YouTube a lot. But it's true. I'm watching my humans. My kids are learning how to play guitar and learning how to play piano or learning how to use a soldering iron and make art on YouTube. And I'm thinking, if these guys can do it, I think I can capture the business owner's attention with a video on how to write their statement of work and make it interesting and make it fun and really get their time right and make it so they feel like they're using their time wisely and getting entertained. Oh, wow. That's great. (laughs) Send me a couple of links when you're done, eh? I will. I'm happy to share. Any advice to our listeners? For new PGs, ask questions. And if you don't understand, keep asking your question. Go read the supply manual. Try and find a mentor who is going to be by your side and walk you through it until they see that aha moment in your eyes and they know you get it. So 
I think that's just keep asking questions until you understand. And if you feel like you're being annoying, you're not. It's that the person who's explaining it to you is perhaps not articulating it properly. So, And uh, what would you say, what would be your call to action? Don't be afraid to innovate. Use the technology that we have now and try and find ways to simplify a very complex process for your client not necessarily to say that you're going to have that procurement on the shelf waiting for them the next day but there are ways to innovate and there are no stupid ideas and for managers i would say give your employees the space to innovate give them space to experiment guide them and let them fail so they learn, I think, is the most important. It's time to redevelop our tools and move forward and in, into new technology. So yeah. leveraging new technology. And being allowed to fail is a good thing because we grow from our failures. It shouldn't be such a negative thing. I agree with you. I agree. We, should, we can't be so hard on ourselves. There's serious capacity issues right now, not only in the public service. But there's capacity issues in industry also. I've had three procurements now. And that's another thing. People are like, Danielle, you're a PG6. And why are you doing procurement? Because it needs to be done. And if I don't roll up my sleeves and do procurement, I don't understand. I'm losing touch with what the operational level is doing. And I can't do that. I have to understand what they're feeling so that I can try and target their pain points and make procurement simpler for them and help them. There are three procurements that I did recently where the suppliers all came back and said, we don't have capacity. So did we fail? No. Did we have to switch gears? Yes, we did. And made to pivot and try a different strategy to get the customer to the product. So there will be failures and you will learn from them. Yeah. And you can't be hard on yourself about it. No, definitely not. Well, we've got our covered quite a slew of topics and my personal takeaway is procurement is not a help desk, but at the same time, it's about that relationship with clients, building that relationship throughout the process from procurement planning to contract management. And I definitely also 100% agree and support having a supported management team that give you the space to kind of work and help you grow with through mentorship, I think is very valuable. And then I love the idea of you, you're working within the box, you're finding agile methods, you're trying to simplify things. I think that that was a very great takeaway for me as well. So thank you so much for coming in and sharing your experience and your knowledge. This was certainly a lot of fun for me. Oh, thank you, Bruno. It was fun for me too. This is a first for me and I had a lot of fun. Thanks for including me. Absolutely. The first of many, I hope. <laughs> Have to keep in touch. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>